Welcome to Around the Natty Podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Logan. And we're back. You thought you could get away from us? You can't get away from us because we're inevitable. <laughs> I love the reference to the uh, to, to the Avengers there, Spoil- Endgame. Spoilers. Uh, also, uh, just a heads up, um, many spoiler alerts could, uh, could be coming your way, so I don't know. They're we'll, not. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Game of Thrones is over, huh? Um, I don't know, but uh, but Gamble, so let's tell the viewers, um, like you said, they thought they were getting away from us, because we haven't put an episode out in a while, but uh, we're doing some important things in life, like... Graduating from school? Yeah, we graduated from college. We now have our Bachelor's of Science degrees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine is in athletic training, you know, where I actually help the world and, and provide care to people. Um, and Gamble's I'm, is just a nerd. I'm a computer scientist. Yeah. Um, I'll repeat that. I'm a computer scientist. Now, I also help the world by automating it, <laughs> making it easier for everybody. So when That's you, why he's coming for your job. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> when you open your phone, think of me always. Yep. And uh, so we decided to take a new approach to this. Um, so we're going to start by cracking open our Bud Lights here. So let's do that. Oh, that sounded nice, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get a little bit more adult here. Yeah, this is going to be a rated... Uh, PG-13 with heavy, mature audiences suggested. So Yeah. Well, and the reason we're doing that uh, is we see that the viewership is down, and that's not what we want, obviously. We, that ain't cool. We, we want to make sure you guys enjoy listening, and we're going to bring you the same content, and we're going to try and do it in a better way. So, so Nate Four Clark at Nate Four Clark on Twitter had some suggestions for us, and we said, "That ain't no problem." So we're coming at you with some uh, <laughs> some wild and out stuff. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be light. I'm gonna drink some beer and talk some sports. Yeah, talk some sports. So it'd be pretty cool. Uh, what are we starting with today? Uh, I know you had a specific want, and I I think it's a good idea. Um, recently, there's been some. Uh, hubbub about a recent tra- recent transfer that's trying to come to UC from Michigan. Yeah. And uh, his immediate transfer uh, waiver was denied. And I know you would like to get into that. So I'm going to let you do that, let you take head on that, and I'm going to kind of kind of stay back and give you some input after that. Yeah, so, okay. So James Hudson, uh, for those of you who don't know, was a he's an offensive lineman. Bud Light, uh, give us a sponsor. <laughs> please do. Free Bud Light. Um, so... James Hudson was a, a transfer from Michigan. He transferred to UC. Uh, he plays left tackle. Boy is six foot five, three hundred one pounds. Pretty pretty large human being. Yeah. Uh, was originally from Toledo Central Catholic uh, up north a ways, and uh, he decided to transfer. And he submitted his NCAA waiver so that way he didn't have to send it out a year, and it was actually denied. Um, and he tweeted out, uh, "The University of Cincinnati filed a waiver for me to be immediately eligible." The NCAA has denied my waiver specifically because I never spoke up about my, about my mental struggles to the administration at the University of Michigan. And, you know, he said, he went on to say, like many football players, I, ha- I was afraid to speak up about my depression and not wanting to look weak. Now the NCAA is telling me that my courage to step forward and speak about my issues was done too late and subjectively. And my circumstances, quote, do not warrant re- relief, end quote, which... I think that is hilarious, and uh, and you know I went on to say, um, or so I went to the NCAA rules list because I want to know, okay, what exactly do they do they say about transfers and things like that? And I think that the funniest thing was um, they actually have a frequently asked questions uh, guide, um, and under the future student athletes part, 
they talk about transferring, and then the the, the question, the, the frequently asked question is, why do the NCAA regulate, or why does the NCAA regulate transfer situations? And this is what they say, and I'm going to read this quote for quote, or word for word, rather, verbatim. Transferring from one school to another is a crucial decision for student-athletes. They need to consider a variety of factors, including academics, athletics, campus life, and personal situation. Transfer rules safeguard the process and help student-athletes make uh, rational decisions about the best place to pursue an education and compete in their sport. This is likely to earn a degree. Or sorry, those students who transfer are less likely to earn a degree than those who remain at their original school. The transfer process can also protect student athletes who have chosen a school from ongoing recruiting attempts and third-party interference. And you know what that means to me, ladies and gentlemen? That's a whole lot of bullshit, to be honest with you. Uh, since when has the NCAA ever cared about academics, about student success or student life? When you're telling me a, a student athlete who's supposed to go to class and then go, you know, play in a sugar bowl that requires 16 hours of travel on a Wednesday. Like, no, don't hand me that. That's that's BS. That's that's trash. That's garbage. That, that's you know, that's like the equivalent to the east side of Cincinnati. Like, I just it's it's it's, it's not good. <laughs> well, it's the opposite of good, which is bad. My my thing to that is, we see all these other schools uh, getting transfers approved as well. Tate Martell left because he wasn't getting playing time. Justin Fields left because he wasn't pl- getting playing time. I'm a big OSU fan, and I still think he got it no problem. Well, you know what's you know it's what's no eft- problem. You know what's eft- <laughs> no problem. You know what's eft about that is I think that those guys do what they did. They fucking lawyered up. Sorry, they lawyered up. They lawyered up, and that's and the NCAA doesn't want to have anything to do with that. And so because of that, they decided, yeah, we're going to transfer. That's what happened. And if you look at like um, uh, Joe Goodberry or anyone else in the Atlantic, they write they they cite that too. I mean, you know, and, and also I think when you look at the position that usually gets preferential treatment there, quarterback, quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, offensive lineman, n- not very sexy, doesn't get that kind of you know that kind of, that kind of attention. And you you know what, like you said, those were because they didn't start, right? Or they weren't getting the playtime that they wanted. Yeah. Well, but, he's coming to UC. UC's not. Even on the same playing field as Michigan, you know what I mean. I think, I think a second string at Michigan could start at UC. Can we agree on that? In the right situation, come on, dude. I hate Michigan, and that's an agreeable statement. Don't start. I'll, on the offensive line, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you about the offensive line. What position wouldn't you agree with me? Well, on? I would just say that yes, the level of talent that comes from Michigan is probably better. But let's be honest. No, UC... no, no. Name a position for me. <laughs> Name a position that I like our quarterback room better than their quarterback room right now. That's the one position. I, <laughs> See, I was, that's what you asked me to do. You I asked was, me to name one position, and I did. Name another one. You know, that that, that my, running back room. I'll I take disagree. all the running backs. Ever name name a Michigan running back Jacob right Evans, now. Do or it. Chris Evans. What's his What's his? Oh, I don't know either. You know, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm not hurt that I don't know a Michigan <laughs> running back. But yeah, uh, I I think. Generally, let's let's start there. I think generally the talent level in Michigan's higher than the talent level at UC. Now, I'm biased and say I think that UC is better. UC is better. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, UC is better than that school up north too. And I ain't talking about fucking Michigan. Uh, okay, um, but yeah, I mean. You know, it's it sucks. It's sad. Um, I hope that he gets it all straightened out. I hope that 
you know, the NCAA decides to not be bad and cucky, but, you know. <laughs> he said cucky. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say more on it. You know, it's it's unfortunate. Well, and you know what, and, and if we're being, if we're taking it down to a more, a more sincere and serious level, I, I think it really is. It does say something about the stigma of mental health. In, in our society and, and especially in sports and um you know i don't know what the situation was and honestly many people probably won't um other than the kid himself besides james hudson no one really knows what he was going through but to, to be completely dismissive as they were with him yeah i mean that's just it, it's it's garbage it's it's absolute bush league and I, I i can't be more irritated with the whole situation yeah uh hashtag free james hudson Hashtag free James Hudson. Let's, let's start it. Let's see it on Twitter. Thank you guys. Um, going off of that, we have a big moment, and when I say big, ladies and gentlemen, I mean absolute. So I mean You're so, so absolutely monumental. Yourself. I can't even hold yourself. it in myself. He's such a scrub. Everybody on live, not live. Okay, a recording. We are gonna get to hear oh Logan, That's so Dean annoying. Chowning. Dean Allen. God, Dean, I think my name right. Dean Jesus. Allen Chowning. Dean Allen Dominic Chowning. Okay, whatever. He's going to admit... just make up dad. He's going to admit he's wrong. And you guys get to witness it with us. It's going to be so good and so wholesome. You guys are going to want to turn your volume up because, God, it's going to be fantastic. And I'm going to relish in it and I'm going to feed off of it for the next month You're or so. so ridiculous. Okay? So, uh, if you guys... You know, listened to any of our previous podcasts, and I'm sure you guys all have. Which apparently only eight of you did before. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. We're going to get up there. But if you guys have, uh, you'll remember on a specific podcast, I can't name it, but on a specific podcast a couple pretty, episodes ago. It's not memorable. That's why you can't name it. Uh, Logan uh, had the quote, and I'm going to kind of, I'm going to be Logan for this one because he'll, he'll twist it to where it doesn't sound as oh, bad. Stop. There was a question that said, how do you feel about the Reds pitching staff? And he, with a chuckle, with a chuckle and a grin, he says, Oh, I think the Reds are going to have to score 12 runs to win any games. But ladies and gentlemen, the Reds are the second best pitching staff third. in the National League. And they're the third best pitching staff in the Major Leagues. So, let's just say Logan was wrong. And I'm going to let Togan, Togan, Logan take it away and tell you well, how okay, he was wrong. Okay. Go ahead, Logan. So, first of all, I... I do want to also say, in that very same breath, I stated, I hope that I'm wrong. Okay, it doesn't And I will it. be the first to admit if I'm wrong. And I'll be happier than anyone else. Which you were, yeah. And I'll be happier than anyone else if I was wrong. To admit and say out loud that I was not correct. And yes, the pitching staff has been surprisingly fantastic. Yeah. Up and down, surprisingly fantastic. Bullpen's been great as well. I can't really complain. I mean... Tanner Roark, even, who I was really skeptical about, has been great. He's gritty, man. We don't know. Uh, Wood apparently can't figure out his elbow from his asshole because he can't. I mean, <laughs> it's his back. <laughs> right, whatever. And, you know, um, because the kid the kid can't get on the field, and that's fine. But what, what else I was wrong about, though, was I really thought this offense was going to be fantastic. I think everybody thought the offense was going to be fantastic. And I don't know, now that I sit down and think about it with, with and taking my phantom out of it, I don't know why. Because you have an aging and declining Joey Votto. You didn't have Scooter DeJunt in the lineup. Yasiel Puig has always been a person who is a model of inconsistency. You have you had Matt Kemp, who is so decrepit, 
he, he and he didn't want to be here. That he couldn't barely Boo. make it past the first month Boo, of the season. Matt Kemp. You had Gino, who came off a couple of great years, but you know there's no there's no indication of, of long term sustained uh, sustained success. Jose Peraza has been largely inconsistent. Jesse Winker, you've only seen flashes of him uh, before he got injured last year. There's a lot of reason to 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 not to be skeptical, I guess, of of this offense. And so I don't know why I got so excited about it. I really thought it was gonna be great. Um, and then I even kind of lied to myself and continued to you know talk myself into we'll turn around, we'll turn around, we'll get hot. And ladies and gentlemen, it's it's now today's date is May twentieth. It's May twentieth at ten twenty four p.m. as we record this. And I, I you know even if they do turn around at this point, it's it, they've dug themselves such a hole that I don't. It's it's certainly not going to be a competitive year. That's I, that's for damn. Sure. I don't think they're out of it. I think they're done. I don't think they're out of it. I don't think they're out of it. I think you're wrong. And also, you're wrong. I haven't heard an apology. <laughs> to I've, whom? I've heard. To whom do I owe an apology? The whole around the natty listeners. I haven't heard anything. I've heard a whole bunch of excuses. I want to hear you say oh it. My. Say it I into said the mic. I was wrong. No, I don't know no, no, no. For me. I want you to apologize. I'm not going to apologize. You have to. I've never. No you posted it on your Twitter. Give me a, give, what? 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 Do you, give what, me an apology. What? <laughs> what have I done? What 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 would indicate that? First of all, you said if the Reds are still pitching at this late in May, or yeah, I would be impressed. I didn't no, say I'd apologize. you said I would apologize live on air. Exactly what you said, word for word. That's that's crap. I'm not doing it. What do you mean, you can't make me, uh, dude? You can't that's make me do weak it. sauce, bro. That's not cool, dog. You know what? I'm sorry for. I'm sorry that uh, my co-host it. here is so full of nonsense because. I don't remember saying that. Someone, someone pulled a clip for me. Someone pulled a clip for me because I, I don't, I don't remember saying that. It's not on air. It was on Twitter, man. Oh, it's going on Twitter. <laughs> you guys all see it. And you I'm know, not apologizing. That's whack. Why do I apologize? Because you were that was wrong. A, that was a, that was a very sensical take. Nope. How is it not a sensical take? I'm, I'm not. What, what, what about the Reds' performance last year? Would indicate to you that this, this pitching staff would be any good? I think Tyler Malley showed flashes of brilliance. I think yeah, Louis, he, got his, he got he got rocked I, all the second half of the season. I think yeah, sent down to the minors. L- listen, he wasn't even on the starting staff at the beginning of the year. Okay, whose team are you on here? <laughs> okay, I think Luis Castillo showed flashes of brilliance last year. He got rocked the second half of the season. Guess what he's doing now? He's one of the front runners for the yeah, Cy Young. But he he was also our opening day pitcher. So like, I'm not. I, 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 that's, You're not what. That's not. That, you knew that at that point that's, too. That's not a tangible. You example. knew that at that point too. I wasn't worried about Luis Castillo. Yeah, you were. Oh my goodness. Get over yourself. You don't know anything. You stop it. You should stop that. Okay. Stay well, off the weed. Well, well, let me let me give you a little bit of Skill. leeway here. Obviously, nobody saw the offense being as bad as it was. I mean, I was blindly optimistic as I usually am. Yep. Um, but you know. Everybody's having a bad time. Literally, <laughs> literally, everybody's having a bad. A if you bad... don't hit the ball, we're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, like literally, it's not just one person not hitting well. Literally, everybody's hitting poorly. God, and Joey Votto is so bad. We don't have anybody hitting over three, three hundred. I think so the closest bad. person is probably. I don't know, Iglesias. Maybe he's Iglesias. Yeah, he's he, up there. Yeah, and uh, he's a late sign. You know what I mean? Our late signs are the ones hitting better than anybody. Iglesias and Dietrich. Yeah, I um. What do you do there? I know nobody expects that. You know what? Joey always has a slow start, so I'm not counting him out yet. He doesn't look good, buddy. I know he doesn't, but he's also Joey Votto. Don't you think he's earned the benefit of the doubt? 
You don't you don't think I he's mean, earned the benefit of a doubt? He just looks different, man. Have you seen if you look at a picture from like two thousand ten? Like at not I'm You're not, saying physically. Not physically, I'm saying like at the plate. His his demeanor, like if you take a picture of him two thousand ten and out, he just it just looks so entirely different. Again. And I'm not a batting coach, but like there's something going on there, you know. I I, I think there's more to it than just because I, I don't I don't I think physically I think he can still put the ball in play. I mean, for goodness sake, you know, Ichiro played until he was, you know, fifty eight. Not my hit know? king. <laughs> um but, Oh god. But he's a future Hall of Famer. Don't you think he has earned any sort of leeway to give him a chance? I hope. Listen, you're I, quick, I, I'm man. hoping you're quick to jump I'm, off. I, I'm not. You are. I'm not. We're two months it's into the season. It's half of the season. Bud. I don't. I can't name a bad season Joey Votto's had. I can't name one. No, last year wasn't great. He went to the All Star game. It's what are you talking about? I'm telling you, by Joey Votto's standards, world? last year was not great. In what world? In what world? Did, he went to the All Star game. Then everybody he was an else. Alternate. He wasn't even. What does it matter? You're in the All Star game. He wasn't even selected to the All Star game. He was there because of injury. Oh, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm oh. just saying. But to go, to go back to it. Uh, first of all, I, I think the first thing that we need to do, though, um, in terms of more immediate success, is we need our guy. We're talking about metrics, right? Dave, David Bell's supposed to be a big metric guy. You know, everyone wants a metric guy. I know? hate a metric, metric guy. I don't know metrics. about I don't know about you guys, but uh, the way the MLB shaping up, I don't really like it. I uh, I'm kind of a of a traditional guy in that sense. I don't I don't particularly like the shift, and I get that it works technically more times than it doesn't work. But uh, I have had enough of it so far. I missed I miss you know letting these baseball players go out there and make plays. I miss watching Brandon Phillips make a play that he shouldn't have made, and I, it, I, I feel like the Reds have been burnt on it more than than they've had success with it. Well, and you know what? If we're gonna talk about advanced metrics, then let's do it correctly because let's look at WAR, right? So we're talking about Gino, one point four should be out there every day, which he is for the most part. Jose Iglesias, one point three, second highest WAR on the team, tied tied for him with, for second on the WAR team. Derek Dietrich, 1.3. Yeah. Why are they not playing every single day? I don't know. Every single day. Every single day. You know who, you know who's getting playing time? Um, so, first of all, um, let's look at... Uh, hold on. Let's see. Um, Peraza. Jose Peraza. You know what his war is? What? Zero. <laughs> Zero is his war. <laughs> oh, you think, you, think that's, you think that's hilarious. You want to know what... Uh, oh, well, Kyle Farmer is actually higher. But uh, and it's just it's just ridiculous. I just can't handle it. And also, okay, the people who are calling for Tucker Barnhart to be set down for Kirk Casale, stop it, stop it. He's a Gold Glove winner. You should be ashamed <laughs> of yourselves. Get off yourself, <laughs> you sickos, you sickos. He, plus, Tucker is hitting well. Yeah, he's doing fine. He's doing all right. He's doing fine. He's not, he's, he's got Sean Casey syndrome, where <laughs> he gets on base a bunch, but he's not putting the ball over the over the wall. And yeah. he, as all, all the time. I mean, he's only hitting 170 right now. He's struggling a little bit, but like you know, whatever. He's only hitting 170. Yeah. Really? Yep. That's a deceptive 170. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree. Like I feel like I agree. I guess it's clutch hits that are yeah. turning me on, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, you know, surprisingly, uh, okay. If I if I told you to name the in order the top three home run hitters on this team, who would you who would you, who are they? Uh. Number one is who? Winker. Nope. Uh, don't tell me. Uh, Gino. Yep. Who's number two? 
Uh, Winker. Nope. Dietrich. Yep. Who's number three? Winker. Yep. Okay. I you, had the. Could the you guy. tell? Could you tell me the next closest person? Yes. Give me a second. Um, next closest person. I'm trying to think here. Iglesias. It's, no, it's not. It's not as surprising as you might think it is. Is it Joey? <laughs> no. He's got like four. Uh, he has four. Uh, <laughs> Iglesias has less than him. Actually, he only has three. Dang! Don't tell me. I want to think this through. You at home, tweet it out. Um, Come on. Come on. Pleak? Yeah, yeah, I still Pleak. Okay. He has seven. Yeah. I, uh... He has seven? He has seven. They're very scattered. He has seven. Yeah. I thought he'd be hitting by 19 by now. You know how many home runs Kurt Casale has? Two. Zero. Zero. Fucking Tucker Barnhart haters out here. <laughs> well, let's be fair here. I Chris Alley's seeing a lot less games than Tucker is. Yeah, that's fine, but he's still only hitting what uh, two. Eight, Here's oh, the he's thing. Two eight, you're very, Never mind. <laughs> you're, you're very aggressive, and we got to remember they're all on our team. Yeah, I understand, and I I love them What's all. What's up with bringing Van Meter out for two games? That was heinous. Okay. Uh, you know my, what's funny is I tweeted out, I said, we need to bring Van Meter up. You were about it. Yeah, you were like, what the heck? Um, that would end up being a really bad I, look for know, us. Speaking of bringing people up and down and all this, you know what I feel bad for? Is that Cody Reed. Cody Reed. Poor guy. <laughs> Cody Reed's not good. He's having a great year. Cody Reed's not fantastic. Okay. Uh, he's having, he is having a better year, dude, but he's not good. listen. He's had the two games he's played in, he's pitched really well. Yeah. Okay. And he goes out and he pitches really well. And then it's like, next day, Cody Reed's been sent down. You're like, oh, poor guy. <laughs> yeah, he's played two games. Did you see on Twitter, he's, he tweeted out, he's like, he said, hey, I got the day, I got the day off. Anyone want to play catch, Fortnite? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm like, dang. And then he's better than Zach Duke. Okay, my left toe is better than Zach Duke, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, well, I don't know, man. Uh, and back on the, the metrics thing, uh, and we were talking about this yesterday when they were playing the Dodgers. And they had two people on, first, second. They're down by two at this point. And we're sitting there, and Lorenzen's pitching, and we're like, oh, good, Lorenzen, he's got two outs. He gets the t- two people out. He's looking good. And then they're like, they go out. David Bell goes out, and he puts Wandy in. First pitch, Wandy gives up a home run straight center to Bellinger. And it's like it's like the most frustrating, absolutely frustrating thing on the planet is when they they're trusting techno like they're trusting like numbers over baseball intuition, which I think is one of a rare thing to have a good baseball intuition. And I, I just I don't see anybody using it anymore. I they're you know when they go to take out a pitcher now it's after the third time they've seen the pitcher. They're shifting every time and I can't tell you how many times a team if you got a good bunner, I don't know why they're not on base every time. If you have somebody who can bunt, and they're shifting like that, if you know how to put down a bunt, do it every time. Do it yeah, every that's time. The thing most major league players can't. Put which is bunt. which is the most insane that's thing heinous. I've ever heard in it's my life. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But I I hate it. I hate it, and I don't think anybody likes it. Yeah. Uh, and it's really frustrating to watch. But and you know what I'll tell you though about that is, so we, you know I, I hear. Every day, you know, I listen to, you know, Mo Egger on ESPN uh, 1530. I listen to um, Lance McAllister on 700 WLW. And they get calls in all the time. Yeah. Talking about how, you know, 
oh, you know, I hate David Bell using the metric, blah, 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 I'm from the west side. And, <laughs> you know, I don't, I've never spent more than 10 cents on soap before. And, um, you know, but my thing is, is like, who, who, okay, you know what, you know what, fire David Bell, you know who you're going to get? Another version of David Bell. Yeah, I, that's the MLB. I mean that's, that's the MLB now, yeah. and and it sucks. And you can hate it all you want, and I that's fine, and, I, and that's fine, fine. and that's fine. You can, but you're not gonna hire and replace him with someone who's not gonna do that. Hashtag so, bring back Dusty Baker. Yeah, I love DB. I love DB a lot. Um, yeah, I, I I can't. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it, it sucks, and we're gonna have to deal with it, and hope that things get better, and that things start bouncing the Reds' way. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up is the. And every news channel that follows the Reds has brought it up as well. Is they've lost so many one-run games, I'm nauseous. And it's like the clutch factor is not there. And I remember pre-2015 Reds, you know, they were clutch, man. They were clutch. I felt every time they went to over, uh, over <laughs> extra innings, I was, <laughs> I was confident. I was excited. Because I got to see like a walk off or something like that. The radio pulse reds. Yeah, it was know. it was good. And and now every time they go to extra innings, I'm like, oh no, they're gonna burn through our bullpen, and we're not gonna have bullpen the rest of the series. Because David Bell loves to pull people out of the bullpen. Yeah, but I mean, going back to like what you said, my thing is is you know when a guy's pitching well, you know, uh, uh, goodness gracious, what's his name? Help me. Um, Which one? Michael Lorenzen, Mikey Biceps. Mikey Biceps was dealing. My boy. Dealing. My boy. And he pulls him and brings in Wandy because he's going against Cody Bellinger, who's hitting like 380 plus. Off everybody. Right, off everybody. It doesn't matter. And why would you go, Why would you pull him when he's out there, when he's, when, you know, he's throwing, he's throwing the ball well, why his location was great. Why would you pull out the better pitcher? Yeah, I, I, I just don't understand. When you go up against one of the best in the league, I, I want my best guy going up against him. So. I mean, he's not our best guy, but he's but like, the best guy that's reasonable yeah. right now. And my thing is, you know, I, I, I forget how, like, I don't remember if Amir had just been used the night before or whatever because I worked at this homestand and stuff, so I didn't get to watch all the games. But, like, if I'm pulling, if I'm bringing in a lefty, it's Amir Garrett. Like, yeah. that's who I'm bringing in, you yeah. know? Like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't like it. I don't love it. I hate it. I shove it. All right, well, that's our rant on that. Uh, I know it's very loose and very passionate. Get loose. Very, Get pa- low. very passionate. Don't be um, shy. I'm Fable. Stop it. Um, <laughs> but now, we're going to talk a little bit about going forward with the Reds. What we think they should do. What we think they're going to do. Um, I know Logan's got a philosophy because he loves being a couch GM. Um, so we're going to talk about whether the Reds are going to be, you know, buyers or sellers, kind of what moves maybe they make. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of what we picked up this off season is not, is not bought, but rented. Um, so go ahead, Logan. Yeah. So also beer number two. Oh, hold on. Okay. So we're going to do this thing now where at about halfway through the show, which is right about now, we're going to finish our first beer and then get our second one. I'm going to own my first one yet. So I'm going to chug it real quick. Ready? Here we go. Boom. That's so cold. I didn't finish yet, but that's okay. Two. Go. Oh, goodness. I'm so sorry. You just burped on air. Well, that's disgusting. I'm so sorry to hear that to you. Oh, it tastes weird, too. 
Okay, so... Oh, um, okay, so... Here's the thing. We need to understand... You listeners out there need to understand. <laughs> we we are not buyers this year. We're or just not. Every year. And I think that... Pardon me. I think that we are building something special right now. And if you look at our minor leagues, um, it reflects that. But I think, you know, a lot of these faces, you're, again, you're not going to see last year. I think in one of the previous episodes I even said... You know, be prepared to move on from these people because they're not going to be here for a long time. Yeah. So people on your one-year deals include Tanner Roark, Scooter Jeanette, Galcia Puig, Alex Wood, uh, Jose Peraza. Um, who else? Let's see here. Jose Iglesias, Anthony Diaz-Clefani, Zach Duke, Derek Dietrich, Michael Lorenzen, Scott Shebler, bye-bye, uh, Kurt Casali, Jesse Winker, Wandy Peralta, uh, Amir Garrett, Robert Stevenson, um, and so on and so forth. My, my, my point to this is, is that we have so many guys who are not going to be a part of this team's future. Not all those guys who I just listed, but there's going to be so many guys that we need to be prepared to move on from these guys That's and try to package. Puig. Yeah, whatever we can do. You know, I, and I was, I'm a big proponent of packaging a Puig um, and Alex Wood. You know, uh, a Tanner Roark, whatever we gotta do to move on, and let's see if we can't capture some magic and and some young guys coming up, because I, you know, as much as at, at Nate Four Clark would like to think that the Reds were gonna win in 2019 the World Series, which he has pinned to his Twitter, I'm, I'm, we're still gonna do it. As much as you'd like to believe that, I believe it. We're still Love about, you, we're gonna do it. And we're still about two to three years away from winning. So, my thing is, is that you know we've got young guys in the system that are be coming up. Our outfield's going to be set. We'll have Trammell. We'll have Winker. We'll have Sinzel. Let me ask you this question. Okay. Out of that list you just read, right? Okay. Who do you think's here next year? I think Mikey Biceps is here. Yep. I think Disco's here. I think they get Disco at a discount. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Do you like that? The Disco discount. Like it. Um, I think they let I think they let David Hernandez go. He's thirty four. I think that, I think they were freaking good though. Man. I think they move on from David Hernandez. What about uh what Jared about? Hughes? I think I think you try to move Jared Hughes. I think you get good value for what, Jared Hughes. Bro, where's our bullpen? Bro, what? I'm, I'm telling you, by the time we're ready to win, these guys are gonna be gone. Oh. Thir- Jared Hughes is 33, but David Hernandez is 34. I say they're gone. Okay, now obviously we signed Jesse Winker, correct? You think that, right? Please tell me you think that. Oh, Jesse Winker? Yeah, for oh, sure. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. Listen to me when I'm talking to you. For sure. I'm sorry. I was what is reading. this show if you're not listening? I don't like listening to it's you. It's me talking. That's why one of my viewers doesn't listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who else? I think that uh, Amir Garrett's here. Yep. Oh, God, please. Robert Stevenson's looked really good, and I th- and this was a make it or break a year for him. I think he's making Stud. it. Stud. You know, absolute. Stuff. I don't know. I don't know what what Johnson's done to him. Put some kind of voodoo witch magic on him or something. But like, whatever it is, it's working. Like if you're if you're giving him Keep some doing what you're doing, some cool hangout vibes or whatever. I don't know. I he's love giving it. him some confidence or something. I am, oh, I like it. I am loving Robert Stevenson. He's got a little swagger about himself. You know, and, and I think that there's also some young guys who still can figure it out too. That could also play a big part of the open in the future. Like. Sal Romano, that's a name you haven't heard in a while, right? Oh my gosh! I think I think he's a person. He who, wasn't ready last year. 
And well, no, and he just got up and got his brains knocked in every. But he came in. But my thing is, he was very. He's proving me versatile. He came out of the bullpen towards the end of the season. Um, I think that he, you know, he's only twenty. What twenty five? Yeah. Yeah, he's only twenty five. I mean, the kids, the kids got time. Um, Cody Reed, twenty six. Kids got time. You know, um, obviously, you know, uh, we have Luis Castillo, twenty six. He'll be here and be yeah, ready. He'll be here, sir. Um, Philip Urban is another name. He's twenty six. I am so like, conf- he is one player. I am confused. How so? I am confusion. Um, <laughs> America, explain. Yeah, I Reds, just, explain. Reds explain. Like he's one of those boys who just slugged it in the spring tra- in spring training, and he ain't got no love, man. He has not gotten any love this season. And yeah. Every time he has, he comes in and he gets hits. Two crowd of an outfield, and, man. Who? Well, at the start of the season, it was Shebler. It was Kemp. Kemp's it was gone. Bleak. Yeah. Keep him up. Well, then you bring up Van Meter <laughs> instead of Philip Urban. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, when they so they when they optioned uh, Cody Reed back down, they brought up Urban though, so he's here. Urban's better. He's more ripe. I'll say that. Let him hit in our ballpark too, man. Yeah, let the him. The kid s- can crank. Yeah, have you seen his legs? <laughs> Dude, he's walking around with two stumps. Kid can crank. Man. Yeah, he's a good ball player. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. See, I I, I just think and, and Sonny Gray's gonna be here. Sonny Gray's gotta figure it out, dude. What? Sonny Gray's gotta figure it out. You're not liking the Sonny Gray. Um he's got he's gotta figure something. He's, he, what are you talking about? He's he's not playing bad, but he's not pitching far he's not dude. pitching much better than Disco. Disco's not doing well. Their their ERA is point three different. I'm just saying, I think I think Disco lets it go in bunches. That's my that's my thing is, did you not watch Disco get mad at? Oh, he did. He got absolutely he mad at by the Dodgers. Like, just destroyed. Would he give up, like, five home runs? Dude, but their stat line's almost identical. Let me read it to you. Like, aside from the Again, win-loss. I, no, no, I understand that. And I think I think the big thing is Disco gives it up in bunches, which is not conducive. And I think, I think uh, Sonny Gray's more of a consistent kind of... Uh, you know, he'll give you. I think if you give up two runs, is fine. See, I, I, you say he's giving up in bunches, but like, 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 so their whip, which would be an indicator of that. Disco's is one point two four. His is one point one eight. Wait, what? What was it? So Disco's is slightly higher. It's one point two four, and and Gray's is one point one eight. I, I, so I don't, I don't think. I, I just don't know, man. I'm just saying. I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised. His strikeouts per nine innings. Disco's at ten. Sunny Gray's at nine point eight. I don't think strikeouts are con- conducive to. I mean, whatever. that's that's how that's how the game's played though. If you can strike people out, now here's <laughs> here's here's the difference though. Here's the difference. Sunny Gray is a is a uh, ground ball pitcher mm-hmm. and Disco's not. Yeah. And so Disco's giving up ten and did ten home runs and Sunny's only giving up four dingers. Yeah. So that's that's how you win ball. <laughs> uh, Sonny, Sonny is built for our ballpark, you know, and I think that's why he's the only pitcher we signed for for a long term <laughs> deal. But Tyler Malley, but Tyler Malley, I mean, he's he's a pop up pitcher too. I mean, he's given up seven, <laughs> you know. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know, man. I just I I think that <laughs> I can't I can't I can't do this I can't. I, uh, I just, and so what I was saying was is that 
I, I really just think that the the ground ball versus the the pop fly pitcher doesn't. I don't know that it that it's that big of a deal. I understand that. It, I mean, it matters a little bit though when you're playing in the most hitter friendly ballpark in history. Right, but I mean, it's not the only place you play though either. You also play 81 games that. elsewhere. I understand that. In this case, you play what is it, 83 games elsewhere this year. Because um, we played in Mexico. Right. So that sucked. Yeah, that was not good. That was not good for your boys. But I don't know. So, anyways, Reds talk. We can talk into the ground. I don't know. What? What are we? What, you think we're buyers? Is that what you're saying? I'm not. No, I'm not saying we're buyers. But I, I think we retain more than you think we do. Honestly, I think. Who do you think we keep? You know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate to see Iglesias stay. I know he's a little older. He's only. Um. Old. How old are you, my guy? Keep talking. You're right. Yeah. I. I. I you know. I, he's a little bit older. I wouldn't mind to see Dietrich, if it's reasonable, stay another year. Obviously, I don't think they're long-term for us. Yeah. But I think they're nice patch players. You know what I mean? I mean, my thing is, like, yeah, of course, I wouldn't mind seeing him stay either. But if you can get value for him, do it. That's fair. I mean, you yeah. know what? We were sitting back before we had Suarez sitting, like, you know, Jumbo Diaz. Was it Jumbo Diaz? Was Jumbo that? was a pitcher. Yeah. What about him? Diaz? That, I think that's who... No. Simone, uh, Simon. Alfredo Simon. Simon. Yeah. Um, you know, he had a great year, and the Reds traded him away, and we're like, darn it! Like, wah! I don't know why I'm Prospector Pete there, but <laughs> we're like, dang it! Like, crap! Why would they do that? You know, he just had a great year. We bamboozled we, him. Yeah, we <laughs> we traded him. We got you. We got Suarez, and then after that, he starts pooping on the field he looks like crap and we got we got an all-star i um yeah and, and you know though i just i I'm, I'm just really the the reds ownership has shown that at times that they've been too reluctant to move on from players like we probably moved on from brandon phillips a little too late yeah we we definitely didn't get good enough value for for jay bruce and todd frazier i agree um, but we traded dude we traded todd primo we traded Todd right after he won the home run derby, was balling out for us. Well, we we to the off season. We should have done it right after. I know. Right the we weren't competitive, but but still, I mean, he still had value. It wasn't like he just crapped down his leg the rest of the season. Yeah, well, you know what? The only one that really gets me is um, Johnny Cueto. That was tough. That was that was that's that was a really rough. Rough day for you. We definitely. For us. I, and I think the whole Cincinnati can join in on a big cry that we didn't sign him over Homer. Yeah. And I think the Reds' ownership looks at that and face palms pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And they say, "Well, our, you know," and I, I don't blame them. And I, you know, I you can go, "Oh man, you know, my bad," you know. But you got to move on, right? You know what I mean? Like, well, and you know, he doesn't I, have much. I, I guess from the, so. The Fraser trade, we actually got Peraza and Shebler. It's not a bad trade. And that's not a terrible trade. Um, but you know, I I don't know. I just feel like and like the Johnny Cueto we had we got Finnegan was like the big name in that trade. Oh, that sucks. And he's not done anything for he's us. He's been man. he has done something for us, but it's all been negative stuff. He's been he's been a I I I don't have any hope. You know, I'm a I'm a hopeful Cincinnati guy. And I just every I mean, every time he gets on the field, I feel sadness. You saw you saw a big you know big improvement from people like um, Stevenson, Stevenson, Castillo, yeah. Malley, Romano even, and he just does not get it. 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know how he feels about it. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, and we get, and Cody Reed, I mean, he's still, you know, he's still cooking. I am hopeful on Cody Reed. And like I said, he's had a rough season mm-hmm. as far as being moved up and down, but he has pitched well this mm-hmm. year, believe it or not. In the two games he's pitched in, he has pitched extremely well. And I'm hopeful, Mr. Goggles, that you will get it going. Okay? <laughs> Listen. Strap up, boy. You turn you turn this on. You turn this podcast on when you're about to go on the field. Whether it's AAA or the major leagues, you listen to this. You you will make it. You, you, you are strong, and you are a good pitcher. Oh, my god! You gosh. listen to me, and you get there. Um, but I think... I yeah, let's, let's let's get let's 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 end the Reds talk there. I think that's I think that's that's good. probably a good player. Uh, let's, let's I'm go hopeful. On. My my proposition still stands, and you better pin this to your calendars. He said the Reds are gonna make the playoffs. Reds so are gonna see. make the playoffs. We'll see. They're gonna make a late run, and you better look out. Okay, okay, moving on. And uh, maybe one day his don't let these red legs get hot will actually come to fruition. If you follow my Twitter, you get some really great. Uh, live tweeting of Reds games. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so follow me. It's Gurley Hummin. So it's at G-I-R-L-I-E-H-U-M-M-I-N. What does that mean? Uh, it's a long story. Uh, but best not to get into it. But if uh, you want some good Reds tweets. What does it all mean, you, Basil? You want some good Reds takes from a guy who loves the Reds um, and you want to follow along, you want to tweet at me, please do. Uh, I would love to disprove you or agree with you let's get it um but we also have some some user submitted topics that they wanted us to talk about again this is nate clark nate for clark at nate for clark okay uh he submitted some things that he'd like us to talk about and uh we're gonna go ahead and hop right into those and that'll probably be it for the show but we're gonna get some good conversation out of these um so the first one um recently there was an interview with sam hubbard who is a, a Cincinnati boy, went to Moeller. Moeller. Went to Moeller, played safety at Moeller, went to Ohio State. Started as a linebacker. Started, uh, started as a linebacker, Trained moved to DN. Um, big Cincinnati guy. Uh, you know, he's always been a Cincinnati guy. Uh, but he says, and I quote, uh, the energy with the Bengals currently uh, feels a lot like the OSU's culture oh, right now. God. And I... And I'm, I'm going to start this off because Logan's a big OSU oh. hater. And I know a lot of our listeners like OSU. And I think it's valid to like OSU. Why. There's a lot of success there. and it's why. They're, they're a great program with a storied history and a bunch of great players. Overrated. Okay. Um, but uh, I, think, I think that's a good sign. Um, you know, as much as you hate OSU and I, whatever, you know, I don't really care why you hate them. Um, they're a winning program. They get dubs. They got a really storied history. They had one of the best coaches in college football history, oh. and Urban Meyer, stud man there. Um, and I, I think they know how to win, and they know how to win consistently, and they know how to build programs. And I think that's something that the Bengals have lacked since Paul Brown. You know, you know what? And Sam Weish. You know what Ohio State does that the Bengals can't do? Out talent everyone. They can't out-talent everyone, and that's why Ohio State's good. I think their schemes are fantastic. Okay, so if we want to talk about culture in the locker room, I think what Sam Hubbard means is that it feels like a college locker room, which maybe that's fun, maybe that's a good energy for the players, 
Um, to me, I, I don't think that... Here's, here's what I'll say to that point. If they, if they win, that's awesome. But as soon as they start losing, you're going to start hearing players say that, you know, Zach, uh, Zach Taylor um, doesn't know how to manage and coach professionals. He, he, it feels like a college locker room. And, on, you know, I, I'm just telling you, it's, everything is, everything's, you know, peachy when, it, when, when you're winning. And when it's not, it, it's going to crumble just like that. If that's what the locker room is like. They're all professionals, though, man. I, like, they're all professional. They're Odell all... Beckham Jr. is a professional. He's still an idiot. I don't, Who? I don't know. Odell Beckham Jr. is a professional. He's still an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, we're not the Steelers. Like, our players aren't, like, trash and everybody when things don't go well. I think what he's saying is they're building something. Like what OSU has. And I, I personally don't know what OSU's culture is, but I do know they win a bunch. Arrogance. They win, oh, Come on, dude. Stop this. They win a bunch. Um, they've established a way of doing things that's conducive to winning. Um, nice. I, I, think it's, I think it's important to have a standard and stick to that standard. And I think, I think that was something that started lacking towards the end of Marvin Lewis's tenure. I think things got off a little, little off the rails. Well, you know what I hope. I you know what I hope though. Um, so Marvin Lewis, I think I hope everyone's held to a high standard. I agree because I think there are certain people who Marvin Lewis kind of babied. Yeah. who were not held to the same standard, and I think that I forget who it <coughs> Bob, was. Bob says perfect. Right, I forget who it was who said that, but one of the one of the Bengals players said that. Really? You know, he that they're excited that everyone will be held to the high standard and the same standard. It might have been AJ Green, honestly. Well, that's a. Oh, AJ Green said it. He might have. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, and I think that's important. I think I think one of the biggest things about Zach Taylor coming in is it's a fresh slate for everybody. You know what I mean? These a lot of these players that we we love and are considered to be our best players took a step back last year. You know, Geno took a step back last year. I mean, I know he made the Pro Bowl, but it wasn't the same Geno we knew. Right. Dunlap took a step back last year. He right. was not good. Montez was abysmal. Well, and I watched the uh, I watched the interview today from because today was the first day of OTAs. Yeah, and they interviewed Zach Taylor, and they asked him about the defense, and you see, he said one thing that they like to see is is more more hands on balls from the defense. They want to see some more turnovers out there. Um, and I know it's day one. Yeah, but uh, you, honestly, you think that you know if, if any there if there's ever time to, to show off some turnovers, which and, and Zach Taylor did say he felt like the defense won the day today, if you will. Yeah. Um, but like it's, it's going to be the first day whenever the offense looks sloppy. You know, today hopefully is be the, the day that the offense looks its worst all all season long. Well, you know? granted, the offense is learning from scratch. Let's let's just say that the offense is learning I mean, yeah. from scratch. So the it's, defense should be able to be disruptive. Is what I I'm saying. no, I agree with that. I agree with that, and that's why the defense probably won the day because um, they're kind of doing the same. Hashtag thing. new day. <laughs> They're they're kind of doing the same thing, and you don't want to you don't want them to have to change that up. But I am really excited for the season. I think that's all we're gonna to touch on Bengals wise. Um, I know it's kind of it's red season, baby. It's red country right now. Um, so we're just gonna we're just gonna nick at that and, and kind of leave it there. Yeah. Um, Let's move on to real football. So, <laughs> so this is kind of a first for us here on Around the Natty. Um, it's not a team we talk about a lot. Um, it's not something I would say I'm particularly well versed in, so I'm going to give you the best takes I can give from mm-hmm. a guy who doesn't really understand much, but understands a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of FC Cincinnati, uh, first year team here. Uh, you know they've been a uh, pretty exciting. They got a pretty good following. Mm-hmm. I know Logan enjoys them quite a bit. Yep. So I'm going to let you take point on this. Uh, this is another uh, user submitted question. 
and uh, you know, or just another user submitted topic rather. Um, and they want us to talk about FC in general, uh, but more specifically, FC just getting smashed five to one. Mm. Go ahead, Logan. So, okay, so FC first of all, I don't know if you guys watched the game at all yesterday, uh, but they were playing Orlando City. Uh, they went up early. Um, they scored, uh, I think, in the twenty fourth minute. Uh, it went up one nil, and then they came. They continued to come back um, and give up five five unanswered goals, and um, you know, there's a couple things that. So right after they fired Coach Koch uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, the first game out, what they did really well was they were they they were really passive aggressive, and they possessed the ball really well. Um, whereas this game, they only owned possession of the ball 38 percent of the time. I think that was gonna be, that's the first problem that, that occurred. Yeah. Second, the second thing is is obviously when you possess the ball, you know, a significantly less amount of time, you're gonna take less shots. So Orlando City shot 17 times, whereas we only shot the ball five times. Yeah. That's not that's not winning soccer right there. Um, and then obviously you know um, there's other things that you can look at as well. We didn't move the ball well either. The offense looked stagnant. Um, you know, even and I think that's part of the reason why we possessed so poorly. I mean, we had only 351 successful passes. They had 548. I, 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 the numbers or the, the the pudding is in is in the stats. You know, and and, and yeah, you know what I said. The, pu- <laughs> the pudding is in the, the stats. The pudding is in the stats. Put it on a t-shirt, folks. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. <laughs> so, um, but you know, and, and I think that. Going into this weekend, which by the way, uh, look out! I will be, or I should say, I might be on the sideline working that game. So if you uh, see me on TV, Nobody say what's cares, up, sir. Uh, at me, at me. Don't at, at him. I don't even know my at name, so but you can at me on there. And um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, at the show, at the show, interact with the show. Yeah. you can get on board with that, right, Gamble? Yeah, I can get on board with that. But, interact with us, please. But yeah, so anyways, um, so looking forward to this weekend. Uh, they're playing the New York Red Bulls. Should be a pretty tough matchup. Uh, the Red Bulls are sixth in the Eastern Conference right now, standings. Um, so they're, you know, um, up there. We are dead last, of course. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's not good for your boys. And uh, get Gary on the phone, right? So Gary the winged line. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, you know they're they're scoring pretty well. Uh, their goal differential is uh, is is three. Um, so you know, in terms of scoring success. Uh, they've been doing that well, but I think looking forward, if, if we can possess the ball well, uh, maximize our shot opportunities, take more shots, uh, I think we have a good chance to win the game, which I think that's, I mean, that's, that sounds like basic, basic soccer, but um, I think it's a good philosophy and something to work towards and look forward to this weekend. And, and to be honest, that's that's our level of knowledge uh-huh. on soccer, to be honest with you. Um, I'd like to, We're clueless. <laughs> I'd like to believe I know a lot about baseball and a lot about football. Obviously, some people may agree or may disagree. Uh, but that's what see I, I I just I agreed to do the show with them to help make sure that the correct information was disseminated yeah, to you guys yeah. about those things it's because also it's also part of a prison program that he's involved in um, he's court ordered to help yeah I was also given a um, restraining order not be within 500 feet of uh, skinny little white dudes but uh, here I am next gamble so we're doing all right skinny I'll take it <laughs> um, but yeah uh, that's pretty much what we're going to talk about with FC. Um, I want them to turn it around. And this is something I've been saying since the beginning of time. Everybody talks about how their fan base is so good. And I'm just like, just give it a minute. I, I just, it's just, we got to let them get some time and get, you know, into their groove. It's an expansion team. Uh, statistically, unless you're Las Vegas, that doesn't go very well. 
And I, I think they hopefully they get a coach. I don't even know. When is the season over? Is it close? Are we um, hold close? On. Hold on. Let me see when the last game is. Are we close to the season being No, nah, we're not close yet. Seriously? Um, I don't know how long a soccer season is. Uh, MLS is a little bit different than the USL, um, but let me see right. when the last game is. Hold on one second. So the last game is October the My God. 6th. Okay. Well, so. they got some time. We played DC United. Uh, have they already have they already decided who's their coach going forward, or is so this the, just an interim guy? Yeah, it's just an interim guy. He's yeah. actually the youngest coach in MLS right now, so uh, that's kind of interesting. Neat. Yeah. Um, Neato. Let's uh let's ride this season out. I want to support them as much as possible. They're brand new. I think it's a nice thing for the city. I'm really excited about that. But let's hope they get a coach in place over the off season. That's going to be great for them. And go from there, but that's that's pretty much all I have on yeah. the subject. Well, and the last thing I'll say about that, like in FC in general, is you know what though, I am so excited to see a sense of urgency in a Cincinnati organization. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Because after eleven games, they they fired their head coach, which you know I think there's a level of consistency that's important too. Um, but thank thankfully, show someone in the, in the city is so, showing some urgency. You know, sixteen seasons with Marvin Lewis, no playoff wins. Um, you know, uh, giving you know Brian Price and, and Dusty Baker as long as they did with no playoff wins, and and for Brian Price, I, again, I think he got set up pretty poorly, but with yeah, almost no success in the bad, regular season he either. Had a bad rap, but yeah. you know, what I mean, but I'm just I'm just glad to see some 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 urgency, um, and hopefully that continues to show also yeah. in our in our free agent market and as yeah. we go out and we uh, we attack some some players, get some talent. Because uh, that's one thing that Koch did say is that he was like, how am I supposed to win with this level of talent that I have? I think that's kind of what sealed his fate, <laughs> to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, you can't you can't continue with a coach who's saying the team is bad. Not good, yeah. yeah sure. So, but uh, but yeah. So that's it. Um, that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> um, but anyways, folks, we just want to thank you so much for listening. It's been awesome. Please like, subscribe, check us out on Spotify, check us out on YouTube, hit us up on Twitter. We love to interact with you. We'd love to field your questions going forward give us your opinions we really really want to get into twitter conversations and see what you guys want to hear and see what you think about the episode comment on this on anything on our youtube page on our spotify page i don't know if you can comment on spotify but definitely comment on youtube right um like our videos subscribe if you yeah. have it click the the bell i know that's a that's a big thing get notifications when we post a video it, right it, it would really mean a bunch to us right um you know I'd like to get us back to where we started. Yeah, we started with our first video A1 views, and we'd like to get back up there if we can. Yeah, I would like to get up there and, and beyond. And if you know anybody who likes sports, and if you if you love us, if you truly love us, mm-hmm. just share us out and you know put a heartfelt message with a heart emoji. Yeah, show us some love. Show us some love, and, and just, just let us know how you feel. If you hate us, share us and say, I hate these guys, too. So do that, too. Um, but uh, I really appreciate everybody stopping around. I'm Logan. I'm Andrew. And we'll see you around the natty.